Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson, and I'm so thrilled to have you here with us today. I have a special guest here who has been with us before, and uh, she has become a dear friend. Her name is Eleanor Marks. Uh, Eleanor is a high-conflict divorce coach and has been part of my team now for quite a while. I met her, actually, in one of our group coaching sessions at the very beginning quite some time ago. She is now my senior moderator for the CNG Facebook group. She's also coordinating and running our CNG book club, which starts in about two weeks, by the way, and you'll hear a little ad about that in this episode. But uh, Eleanor, it's so good to have you here, and I'd like you to just say hi and and, uh, greet greet our audience here. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. I'm very excited to once again be on the the podcast that brought so much comfort to me back in my days. Um, And I have a long list of things that I want to share with you here to hopefully get you to a a better ground in your life. Awesome. Glad to have you here. Uh, Introduce yourself just a little bit. Tell us a little bit about what brought you to this in the first place. (laughs) Um, I was in a long-term marriage. It lasted 21 years. I had two kids. I had the advantage that I was blissfully ignorant, maybe the first half of it, Um, but then the second half made up for that um, in realizing what exactly was going on in my marriage. Um, I had the added bonus of therapy abuse from a, ther- a couple's therapist that was in there um, and a pretty big smear campaign that went on that took a better portion of my family, including my mom and my sister. Um, but in all of this, uh, I have a background in endurance sports coaching. And it was probably literally one day on my laundry room floor that uh, I was determined to get out of this mess that I was in, the circus. Um, I thought about becoming a high-conflict divorce coach and was going to do it after my divorce. And then kind of the light bulb went on of why wait till you're through it, but why don't you do it now and coach yourself through it? Um, got through it uh, and now try to help others get out of it, make some sense of the mess that they're in, um, get them to a better ground and position themselves in a much better spot than I probably was when I started my divorce. Now, I love that you say endurance sports coach because that's kind of what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it makes the endurance sports look kind of easy compared to it. Kind of does. <laughs> yes, a, a whole different type of sport here. Hmm. Well, I I thank you for for being here for joining our team. It um it is amazing when we can start helping other people. That was kind of how I got started too. And every time I'm able to help one more person, it just makes my journey make a little more sense and a little more worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the thought that divorce is on the table for mm-hmm. a lot of our audience members, this might be you know, the first time they've ever even considered this is once they discover covert narcissism. The thought that this might be what's on the table can be extremely daunting and overwhelming. How do you face this? It, it's, it's a moment on the timeline, right? When you, when you realize that you, you have to keep divorce on the it's on the table, that this is a true possibility. Um, and as I talk about the things of getting yourself maybe mentally, physically ready for this, um, there, there may be a casualness in my voice, and I'm going to try to inject a little bit of humor. But please don't for a minute think that I think considering divorce is a casual topic or that it's funny. Um, it's a very f- serious thing, and um, we all come to it in, in, at a different 
point, some faster than others. Um, but there's some things that you can do to align yourself as you are thinking about it, right? We're not saying that you've decided you're going to do this. We're not saying that this is a for sure thing. It's just gathering research, mm-hmm. putting yourself in the best light should you make that, that move one day. And it might be next week and it might not be for another year or two. Um, but there's definitely things that can make this go a lot easier um, than winging it, as yeah. many of us have done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, and it, it has to be considered at some point in all of this when you're dealing with a covert narcissist. Um, yeah. It doesn't, like you said, I, I and even in my group sessions, I don't uh, encourage people to. I don't discourage people to. That is a very personal choice. but. Uh, if if that is a path that's going to have to be considered, then it needs to be, they need to be educated and they need to learn what that really would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably one of the first things that people can do, right, this costs no money, um, is starting to kind of gather your financial information. Um, we're just gathering information here. It doesn't mean we're filing for divorce. Um, if we have it, it's going to be really helpful. Um, A lot of times when people do decide to divorce, their access to a lot of financial documents in their house change drastically. Passwords are changed, papers are moved. And it's really a shame that you now have to go to your own divorce attorney at $300 an hour to get financial, your household financial information that was right there under your nose for how long. So with this, like, Right now, papers that are in your house, whether it's a checking savings account, utilities, mortgage, car car loans, if you can take photos of it, if you can make copies of it, um, screenshots, just even pictures off your phone, um, having this information is, is going to help you down the road. Um, you need to try to put together your financial situation and just saying, yeah, we have a life insurance policy, but I don't know what company it's with and I don't know what the balance is doesn't doesn't help. All these things are in your control right now. Um, yeah, I went I went to my husband. You know, long before I knew divorce was going to end up being an option. But I this was long before we got to that point. And I actually went to him and said, you know, hey, if something ever really happened to you, I don't know how to access any of our financial information. Mm-hmm. Could you help me with that? And he showed me. He showed me mm-hmm. access and gave me passwords and to everything. So that was kind of my my way in. Mm-hmm. Um, something to keep in mind too. Um, the reason maybe individuals are even listening to this podcast, or we're talking about divorce here, is the individual that we are with. Their words don't usually match their actions, and right. um, it's wonderful when they say, "Yes, I'm going to cooperate with you," because I would interpret that as they're going to cooperate with me. Um, until you get to the point where all of a sudden they're not cooperating with you. Until they don't. Right. <laughs> Until they don't. So, you know, if you just have this stuff, um, put it somewhere safe, um, a good old zip file, like, right, you know, if you're saving it digitally, you want to make sure it's somewhere safe that they're not deleting it down the road. Um, prenups, birth certificates, passports, wills, like, this is all in your possession right now. Um, put it somewhere where you have access to it. Uh, a lot of people are like, well, I don't know what my household income is. You can go to irs.gov and figure out, you know, make a small account 
and you'll be able to get your tax returns right there. You don't need to rely on your significant other to get that information. Um, two other points to not overlook. Um, this is not a, a, a joke in any way here. Um, the household recycling bin. Um, I'm grateful that my ex was very environmentally conscious and that recycling bin was a wealth of information of me trying to put together my financial situation um, when he, he left. That's a great the other thing. <laughs> uh, the, the mailbox. Um, I'll admit it. I thought my husband just liked going out and getting the mail, get a little exercise, a little fresh air um, until he wasn't at the house and I had to start getting the mail. And it was interesting to see what was coming in the mail. Um, these things that we kind of took for granted for so long um, were really right under our nose to, to figure out, oh my gosh, we have a credit card there. I didn't know that. Um, and again, collecting more information. Um, Something else that doesn't hurt is passwords on your own computer um, to update them, to keep things safe. Um, I have multiple clients that have said that their significant others have gotten on their laptops, deleted stuff off. Um, you think things are safe there, but they're not. So just being smart with where you're keeping things can go a long way in all of this. Um, when your significant other, right, at the end of the day, this is all about control and controlling you. And if they start to get the idea that you are thinking to divorce more seriously, you're getting your ducks in a row, um, they're going to be, feel like they are losing control. And if they are losing control of you, they want to control you somehow. So looking at things in your house, things that are important to you, things, I, I kind of call it grandma's pearls or like. Um, something that's irreplaceable. Um, it would not be the first or second or third time that I have heard of very sentimental items disappearing, um, breaking, getting lost, being moved. Um, now might be a really good time to find a new location for those, whether you give them to a friend to hold at their house, um, you have a gym locker, you have a desk at work that they uh, have no access to. Um, if you don't have those options, maybe just even a new place in your own house um, where they can't find it readily easily um, to put these objects in. Um, so and a new, place that's, a new place that's out of sight because out of sight, out, out of sight. mind a lot of times. Yes, yes. Um, I've held people's photo albums at my house for them. Um, you know, little scrapbooks that they've worked years on. Um, yep. Those, those things are really the most important to them material wise. And those are easy targets for someone to take advantage of. Yeah. Um, something else, uh, social media. Um, I love social media, right? Like I don't post a lot though, but, um, I, I definitely see the benefits in it. Um, you've probably heard it before. This is nothing new. Watch what you post. Um, much easier to pull back on what you post and try to do crisis management down the road because anything you post can kind of be used against you. Um, reverse it too. Um, this is a very emotional time of trying to decide if you're going to divorce. Seeing what your significant other posts can be kind of uh, overwhelming. Um, don't put yourself in that position. Don't, don't keep looking, trolling. Um, 
might sound easier said than done, but um, as we've all seen on our, our your own CNG Facebook page, people, I did it again. I went to their Facebook page and you know saw yes. how things were, and you're like, oh, why did you do that? Yes. So just trying to keep that in in check. Yeah, I blocked um, him, and I never, yeah. never. It's been almost five years. I've never unblocked. Yeah, one of the best things that I did too. I just don't need don't need to be there. Don't need it. Um, again, we are just talking about divorce. We are not filing for divorce, right? So I'm trying to keep the the the, the mood of the podcast at a very manageable level here. But attorneys, um, you want to do some research and just thinking about what kind of attorney you would be looking for. Um, a lot of people think that you need like a bulldog, uh, aggressive attorney, or the highest paid attorney. In my experience, I would say you don't need either of those necessarily, um, but you do need a calm, level-headed attorney, someone that sticks to guidelines and is going to keep the progress of this moving forward. Um, I'm always sad when I get a client who has been, you know, 10 months a, a year and, and nothing's happened, but they've paid an attorney dearly for nothing to occur. Um, we want your case to kind of get in and get out. We want... Um, we want your financial information. We want it uh, separated the, the best way it can be. And for things to move on, no three, four, five-year divorces here. Um, it, asking around of friends that have gone through difficult divorces, not a bad idea. Never um, overlook your Facebook group, Brene, uh, Divorcing a Covert Narcissist. It's 20,000 people there who are going through exactly what you may be going through, um, throw a post up there. Hey, uh, Cook County, Chicago, who's used an attorney that you would highly recommend? Um, and get advice that way versus just kind of throwing a dart and hoping for the best. In That's a great resource. It's a great oh. resource page. Yeah. Um, something to keep in mind, um, I got the surprise of this, of you know, a lot of attorneys wanna, want you to pay for a consult. And some are free. And like, why would you not take the free ones, right? The, those are great. Um, I did that. I did a free consult with the attorney I retained, only to retain them and find out that I re was retrocharged for the two phone calls that I made to him and already had a portion of my retainer eaten up before we even started. Um, so just keep that in mind as you are doing this research. Um, one of the things I have on my list here is that uh, you may have the urge to want to tell your significant other that you're considering filing, that you're doing this research and sharing that information with somebody who respects you and it's a two-way street um, is a really good thing, but that's not what we have here. Um, we have somebody who will probably use this information against you. And I, I don't say this lightly, but I see it over and over and over again. And when we kind of try to be honest in this way is when a flare-up occurs. This is, this is when they're going to, um, things are going to get even more difficult, the losing the control. So I would keep that information maybe close to your heart. Um, with that comes at really looking at your inner circle of friends and family. Who has access to you and who has information to you? And um, being careful on what gets out because 
people think that they're helping you. People think that they're helping your marriage. People think that they are helping your relationship by um, feeding information to your significant other, only to find out that was the exact information that they should never have had. So um, really, really look at what's all entailed in there. Um, and one of um, one of my last things of start documenting what's going on in your house. Um, I've heard it called the 99 cent notebook um, idea of kind of just jotting down dates and times. I started that, but then it got really hard to search in a, a paper notebook. So I use a Word document so I can easily find, hey, what was the date that we were talking about the, the bicycle? And all of a sudden it takes me straight to the date. Um, but I document it kind of like as a journal. And um, when you kind of go into your case and your significant other just has words and inaccurate accusations and all this just craziness that they are spewing, um, your evidence is going to be one of the largest things that carries you, your, the solidness of your evidence. So you can say on August 18th at seven o'clock, this is when this occurred and here's a picture of it. Um, you don't want to be going in saying, I don't know, it was early August, maybe, maybe it was July, I don't know. And it just creates the ability of more holes in your case. So start documenting dates and what's going on. The fog, I, I get a lot of clients and um, I completely understand and relate to them when they're like, just bear with me. My mind isn't working the way it used to get it. Mm -hmm. So much is going on and so, so much from being overwhelmed from all the abuse that we think, oh, there's no way I'll forget those details. No, you will. You'll, you'll forget those details. So having it, it documented and written down will help you with that solid, solid information. And the, the last thing to leave people with is your significant other is probably not the best resource for divorce information. So when they're telling you, you won't get alimony, I'm going to take the kids, you're going to have to leave the house. Let them say that. Um, probably not true. Yeah, probably not true at all. Um, they've used bullying tactics on you for years, and that's it's just, just one of the scary. tactics that they're going to. Yeah, it's just another. Um, it's it's meant to scare you, and I know it does. I mean, I know it's very intimidating and scary, um, but do not take that as the truth. Yeah, yeah. Honesty has not been their strength through <laughs> all of this marriage, or you wouldn't be here listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And it's a hard hole to dig out of, right? We, we've trusted these people for a bit um, because what happens if they're right? Um, right, right. Usually not right. Usually not right. Well, it feeds the it feeds the fear. Part of the fog that we're all living in in these relationships is fear, and it feeds that fear. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm always here to talk to people. Um, you, you're welcome to email me. Tell tell my audience here where to find you. I have a website that's eleanormarks.net, uh, spelled out E-L-E-A-N-O-R-M-A-R-K-S dot net. Um, from there, there's a you can find my email address and contact me that way. Um, I book sessions. Um, I think every third client tells me I need to raise my rates. Um, I purposely try to keep them low because I know a lot of people are in some very difficult financial situations. Um, 
uh, on purpose. I mean, the financial abuse that goes along with trying to divorce individuals right. that we are dealing with is very serious. So um, that is the reason I try to keep my rates right. very manageable for people. And I appreciate um, that. I, I get a lot of that as well. But I'm with you. I, I try to keep this manageable for those that, that are in yeah. need. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, the, the links, the links to her, the link to the website and your email address will be in the show notes uh, attached to here. So Eleanor, thank you so much for being here and being a part of not only a part of this podcast, but a part of my team uh, with CNG and a, a part of, of our team. CNG is a community and you are a huge piece of that community. So thank you for being here. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Renee. All right. I, uh, to everyone out there, I hope that this helps give you a little bit more light on the, the topic of divorce. I know it can be very scary, um, and even just to consider it, but, uh, let's at least erase some of the scariness of it so that it, it, you can look at it with, um, clearer eyes and, uh, with not so much fear and then make a decision, you know, um, from a healthier place. So I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are CNG as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.